this episode of Janet Today, Janet Tomorrow, Janet Forever, the podcast where two cousins discuss all things Janet Jackson. My name is Courtney, and I'm here with my cousin. Cousin Cam, and I'm kind of excited about this chat, cuz. <laughs> Today, we are going to deviate from our normal routine to talk about Janet Jackson's super amazing, brilliant, outstanding, wonderful 2018. And we're going to start with Janet's Rock and Roll Hall and Fame induction. We only do. We found out on December 13th that Janet would be inducted into the 2019 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class. <laughs> yes! listen i was way too excited about something that has nothing to do with me (laughs) i just kept hollering rick for like (laughs) (laughs) it was so funny like throughout the day every time i thought about it like i got excited again (laughs) and it became like an all-day social media event like everybody was tweeting, retweeting, liking comments. Everybody was just like excited for our girl Janet Jackson. Yes. And that was what was really awesome too. It seemed like even the Rock Hall, like their tweets seemed to say like, yeah, um, we finally got it right. <laughs> like every head, every article, you know, like CNN, Rolling Stone, everybody's like headline picture and in, the in announcing the induction class they always had a picture of janet in there um she seemed to be the poster girl for this class and that's fitting very fitting they know people gonna tune in and they're gonna be more excited because of janet i mean true enough i had a co-worker who was pushing for uh def leppard and stevie nicks i was rooting for janet and ll cool j <laughs> so next year ll needs to be in there yeah. And you know, what was really cool is when um, the announcement came from Janet's account, which is my default saying now, because, you know, I'm not sure if she's ever tweeting. But when the announcement came from her account, the it was so touching that it said, we did it, you guys. Uh, thank you for your love and support. And it was the we did it that took me out. I was like, oh, she thinks it's all of ours. It was a movement, people. It was a movement. So shout out to Mike. Of course, Mike and so many others, but certainly Mike for just constantly keeping her lifted. And in fact, I think probably once my like brain cleared that morning when I woke up so excited and checked my social media and saw because I was in Colorado. So like I literally woke up at the time it was announced. Um, I think the first person I emailed or tweeted or whatever was Mike, because, you know, I just can't imagine the feeling of like pushing and working for so long for something and then it finally happened so I was probably as excited for him and his team and everybody that worked with him to kind of keep induct Janet going I was just as excited for them as I was for Janet and for myself like I said and I didn't earn anything (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it was just the fact the fact that we finally saw results for pushing so hard for her to get in and of course she gets to join her brothers the Jackson 5 in this hall of fame which that has to be a good feeling to know that you're up there with your brothers as far as being legends in in music yeah I think the only statement that I could find from her was really like two sentences and it basically said I'm really happy and basically like even more so because I get to join my brothers in the Hall of Fame and I was like oh my gosh that has to be a tremendous feeling you know at this point Catherine has six of her nine children in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame you know her brothers got in yeah and unfortunately randy didn't get in which i'm like why but i guess because he wasn't originally a part of the jackson five but 
Yeah, I feel like there ought to be some justice for Randy because obviously he's not going to get in as a solo act. And I recognize that he joined the Jacksons when they officially when they moved to CBS and they were no longer the Jackson five. They were the Jacksons. I get that. But I feel like Randy surely contributed and deserves to be in the Hall of Fame with his brothers. And so I feel like that might be the the greatest snub in the history of the Hall of Fame just because you know, his brothers are there. And uh, yes, they were the original members and they put in the original work. Um, But Randy certainly contributed to their overall success. And certainly when we think about the Jackson five, we still think about the Jacksons as well. So, you know, that's a tough call for me to make. But yeah, I feel like there ought to be some justice for Randy. But yeah, (laughs) nah, I don't think you should get in for playing for playing the Congos. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's interesting to note, you know, we have been discussing a lot about the fact that this is Janet's third nomination for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So she became eligible um, in 2007 and uh, she wasn't nominated until 2016 and then again in 2017 and then for this year's class, which is the class of 2019. So last year, you know, for the class of 2018, she didn't even receive a nomination. And I think that's what really set people off, you know, like the injustice. And a lot of that to do, honestly, I think it's to do with Les Moonves. The fact that when she became eligible for the class of 2007, she wasn't even considered. And she wasn't even considered until 2016. And I think that's probably about the time where um, the, the veil started to come off on everything that he had been doing to suppress um, her career. So I think that has a lot to do with that. But we did look back and we noticed that the Jacksons, the Jackson five, excuse me, the Jackson five Mm -hmm. uh, became eligible in 1994 and they got in on their fourth try. Now, mind you, they were nominated every year. So they were eligible in 1994 and they were nominated in 1994, 1995, 1996 um, and were inducted in 1997. Um, So there were four entries before they got in. So three before Jan got in. But obviously we all believe that she would have gotten in much sooner um, Mm -hmm. had she just been even nominated for it. So Mm -hmm. I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm going to try not to dwell on the past, but I just want to put that for perspective. Jackson five, four nominations, Janet Jackson, three nominations, and she's in there to join her brothers. Yeah, baby sister is in there. And I actually went back on YouTube and watched the nominations, uh, the ceremony for uh, the Jackson five and Diana Ross actually inducted them and that got me to wondering who would do who's going to do Janice and I have three choices I won't I kind of want Reby to do it just because Reby to me is kind of now I want to say the anchor in the family um, and I think she can give us more of a personal side of her being inducted in and of how hard Janet has worked for it but then I'm like her bros big bros Jimmy and Terry should do it because, you know, they were a part of that magic and they're such a close knit team. And of course, they could actually give another personal view of how Janet became Janet. And then I want Raven Simone because Raven Simone is like the true fan. Ever since she did her little introduction, I'm just like, yeah, Raven would be like me. (laughs) Y'all, you know. Just Janet Jackson. So I won't. That's my three picks for who should induct her in. 
I would be happy with anybody because, of course, our girl is getting in. But I'm just wondering who who makes that decision. And they got to get that right because this is Janet. Don't they get to pick who they want to I'm induct I'm not for them? sure about, about that. I couldn't find really no information about how it really works. But I'm just hoping that she, I hope she go with Jimmy Terry or Reby. I like Reby. I like that idea of Reby because, you, as you know, I'm Reby's number two fan. I'm sure there's a bigger Reby Jackson fan than me. So I'm saying I'm Reby's number two fan. Uh, but I would love that. I would adore that to see the sister who was almost, you know, was basically her second mother induct her. And uh, I would love that. Um, Jimmy and Terry, of course, would be fine. But it would also be interesting to see some folks, somebody maybe we haven't seen um, so often. So I would be for Rebe or her brothers. I don't know that there is a wrong choice. <laughs> I think that um, they will make some wise decisions. So I'm excited about it. There have already been some haters. I tried to stay off of social media for a little while when people started talking about, you know, there's always this nonsense about is she rock and roll and does she deserve to be in the rock and roll hall of fame? And then I even accidentally watched a clip from uh Entertainment Tonight Canada, and there were these two guys, and and they were just one of them. I can't say both, but one of them was flippantly making remarks about if it took her three tries, and that tells you everything you need to know that she doesn't deserve to be in there, and that basically he was just degrading her career. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, you read the news on Entertainment Tonight, and I'm not trying to belittle anybody's anybody's anything, but I'm just saying that like where you are in life you're all you're doing is casting stones like what can we look at that you have created that we could cast a stone on um so you know that it just it bothers me when people belittle her work like maybe Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily that's not your style that's not your jam i get it um but also you got to recognize the work ethic and you got to recognize the number of fans the longevity the number of number ones like there's so much that you have to just recognize and respect even if you don't care for the music right Mm -hmm. respect her and respect her work ethic and respect the legacy and don't just be so flippant about someone's you know 40 year career so i got a little upset about that and especially every time somebody talks about She's not rock and roll. She doesn't belong to be in the Hall of Fame. And I'm like, this, you know, I'm just putting it out there. It just reeks of misogynoir. You know, there aren't very many women in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for a reason. It's mostly men who are doing the the selection of who's going to be up. Um, and they're, you know, as far as black people. So I was like, she got the the, the deadly duo, um, a black woman, you know, and having to defend her career and her choices and her legacy um, against folks who honestly don't want her in there. And anytime someone talks to me about they're not rock and roll, they don't deserve to be there. You know, I got two things to say to you, like rock and roll was started by black people. Um, And so I don't know who else gets to define it. I don't know that you can steal something and then create the definition of it. Like, I don't know if that's how that works. But then also the very first class. So the very first class of inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was Chuck Berry, James Brown, Ray Charles, Sam Cooke. Like, is Ray Charles rock and roll? But he was to the folks who started the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, Sam Cooke, Fats Domino, the Everly Brothers, Brother Holly, Jerry Lee Lewis, Little Richard. You get where I'm going. So, yeah, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was just really invented to recognize folks who were truly doing landmark things in the world of right? music, who were blazing a, a trail, mm-hmm. who were innovative um, and, and who really had something to say that was outside of the norm, outside of the mainstream and had phenomenal success while doing it. So. 
that's that on that. <laughs> I'm I, I'm not gonna add no more to it because I let you uh, finish that sermon. But I do feel like people who criticize her being in, it doesn't hurt me that they say, "Oh, she's not rock and roll." My thing is, you gotta look at her not only her body of work, but just look at the fact that who else you know could have done what she done. I mean, f- female entertainers selling out stadiums. I can only think of Diana Ross and Janet Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Madonna, but still, all around entertainer, performance. And then you got to see how many people she has inspired. Not just kids born in the 80s. Not just kids born in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? And even some kids in the 2000s remember seeing Janet and have emulated her have copied her moves wants her grace wants her presence wants to have that career that she has had so my thing is i never try to knock no one's craft especially being a musician because i've been trying to play guitar since i was five and i have yet to master it so you know i don't care about whether or not the critics the haters whether or not she's rock and roll or not i just say respect her craft put some respect on her name Look at what she's done. And she's where she belongs. She belongs in the Hall of Fame. And anybody else who has a problem with it probably is sitting at home with Twitter fingers, eating a bunch of Oreos, and has no life. I feel you. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, Janet is overqualified to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, to be honest. Like, if you just kind of look at some of the names that's already in there and you stack their body of work against her body of work, she's overqualified. But I'm so glad she's in there. It hurts my heart a little bit that I guess I wished it didn't mean this much, honestly, because I wish that I didn't have such a strong desire for her to have outside validation of her career. You know, I wished I didn't need that, but I I am so glad that it happened. You know, what does it say that it means so much that for someone else, like we know what we feel about her. We know what she means to us. And I hope she knows what she means to us. But like, what does it say that it means so much that somebody else had to tell us she's good enough? We knew she was good enough. (laughs) (laughs) Kudos to her for everything that she has endured personally and professionally. Um, And she in there. And I just can't be more excited. I think this is a pretty good class. You know, I was really rooting for LL. I honestly did not think he was going to make it. So I was not totally surprised. Um, I was rooting for uh someone equally was Stevie Nicks. Um, and I'm so happy that you and I have talked about her. Like we were like, okay, if we get, if you're only going to take one woman, cause we know how y'all are. If you're only going to take one need to be Janet. <laughs> uh, but cause Stevie is already in there with her band. Um, but I'm so glad that she was inducted as well as a solo artist. And even more so after I started to read her interview on Rolling Stone and find out that she is really a Janet Jackson and fan. That's And that's not surprising because there's a lot of Janet Jackson fans out there. Um, And I just love the fact that she was, you know, she gave, she could have took the, the, in the interview, she could have made it all about her. But for her to just express how huge fan she is of Janet and that, you know, she listens to her every single night. Stevie Nicks listens to Janet. All right. Yeah, she said that's on her mixtape, like the tape that she plays to like get in the zone before she goes on stage. She got Janet Jackson on her tape. I want to know what song. Like, I wonder what song Stevie Nicks is rocking out to before she Probably goes on Pleasure stage. Because that is like everybody's number one Janet jam. <laughs> Except mine, but it's cool. 
<laughs> and the other thing about Stevie Nicks, so I love that. So she said she's a huge fan of Janet Jackson. And then she came back to it like later in the interview when they were talking about the class. And she was like, I think this is a great group of people to be going in with. I'm thrilled about that. I don't think I've ever met Janet Jackson, even though I feel like I know her. Like she lives next door because I've been listening to her music since she was a baby. I'm super excited about that. And I think she should be in. Absolutely. She's amazing. Yeah. I love that. I love when women uplift each other and celebrate each other instead of tearing them down. That's that's beautiful. Shout out to Stevie Nicks, man. Yeah. <laughs> and another shout out to Stevie Nicks because this makes her the first woman in history to mm-hmm. enter the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right. twice. Mm-hmm. One is for being with the, the band Fleetwood Mac and then herself, her, her brilliant solo career. So... Little history or herstory, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and as if we could not get enough Janet Jackson, because you know we can't. Earlier that day, Janet actually received the Worldwide Inspiration Awards at the Mama Awards. Our girl was killing Thursday. Thursday was Janet Jackson Day. I don't care what nobody say. <laughs> and the intro package was amazing. It was a little long to me, but. <laughs> but they covered everything. It wasn't like, oh, here's Janet. This is what she did. They were like, look, this is Janet. And this is why we're giving her this award. They made their case. I thought it was super well done. And yes, it was long, but it, it wasn't that long. It was probably like, wasn't it like two minutes? Yeah, it, it was. It was like the best PowerPoint presentation you ever saw. It was so good. <laughs> and <laughs> it, it was. Me. Ooh, she took me back to 12th grade. Powerful. I thought it was really good. And I, the announcer's voice was amazing. And I liked how they took all, each era. Although I did notice that they didn't have any um, Janet Jackson or Dream Street facts and figures but they had like fun facts about each era and different things and i love how they explicitly said talked about how she had performed songs across many genres and they were explicit to say rock and roll i was like oh i think i know what they doing it's a little shy <laughs> we're a little petty little petty <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes but so yes yeah, so i really enjoyed it i thought that that was well done and i guess you know if you're gonna ask somebody to fly 17 hours around the world you should do a little something something and her speech was very inspirational as, as they would say yeah <laughs> it was quite fitting <laughs> okay i dream of an immediate future where women will no longer be controlled manipulated or abused i dream of I dream of the end of bigotry, discrimination in any form. I dream of a world in which we will we join hands across all borders and unite as one. Miss Jackson is getting pretty awesome at these inspirational speeches. If there is an award for like best award <laughs> speech, I think she got to be up there. She done wrote about six, seven of them now. <laughs> <laughs> but has she though? Because all these speeches sound a little alike. <laughs> She done remixed this one speech, but I'm not mad about it because, I mean, she really is trying to drive a point home. You know, every speech she talks about equality. She talks about um, the elimination of bigotry and discrimination. She talks about women's rights. And so, like, these are very these are things that are very important to her. And so she is kind of beating that same drum. You know, I'm starting to think of these speeches the way I think about made for now. Like, you're going to hear this song <laughs> and you're going to hear these words <laughs> about no discrimination and equality. You're going to hear it. Well. It was only many times she could say thank you for this award. I 
think it's I mean it's a fitting I think that's her been her main uh focus this year is bringing us together uniting us and spreading love so and it's a and I I want the same things too for the next generation where we don't have to have a me too movement we don't have to make have to make sure that you know there's no police brutality and discrimination amongst you know this nation you know I want that so kudos to again to Janet I know I've been saying it all uh, this whole you no know, during this whole conversation but I mean Janet just she just somehow knows how to cover and touch everyone and you know she just she just got a good heart it's remarkable that she has chosen to use her platform in this way. Well, the most interesting thing I've seen on social media about this award show was the fact that she met BTS, who I'm still trying to become a fan of. <laughs> Why are you trying to become a fan? Because I, w- I, want, I don't want to be one of those people that can't evolve with the times. And I know that they are like this big sensation well, they ain't no Backstreet Boys, but anyways, but um, girl, they bigger than the Backstreet Boys, if we being honest. So, yeah, I mean, it's not for everyone, but I do appreciate that you're trying to evolve your musical taste. Like, kudos to you. I did see that clip where they were meeting her in the dressing room, and I just thought two things. One, I just thought they're so gracious. She's so gracious. This is the cutest thing I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> like they're shaking hands one by one and bowing and, you know, and she's like telling them congratulations on all their success and their performance for the night and everything. So it was just the cutest thing. Um, but also, did you notice how many likes and retweets that one tweet she posted with BTS got from those awards? And I was like, Jan knows what she's doing. Like that, it got, 269,000 probably and counting likes and almost half as many more than 100,000 retweets um you know that's very unusual for us but mostly because people refuse to keep retweeting made for now because they rude (laughs) I will retweet it for you tomorrow how about that Uh, (laughs) rude mama wants you to retweet made for now you retweet made for now um (laughs) but yeah i'm like usually her tweets do not do this well and so like i think the crossover with bts but also better content like you know we got to see them walk in the room with joey leading the way um so yeah i was like oh that's pretty cool so the look has been of topic of discussion on social media her her um I'm calling it, it I'm, I'm going to describe it as it, it de- definitely had an Asian feel. Um, the outfit, you know, the broad shoulders, it was kind of boxy. And then she had, I don't know how you would describe the skirt. I'm just going to call it tiered or I don't think that's right. <laughs> I don't know how to describe the skirt, but it was the all black getup. And then she had the short red, reddish wig. Um it was definitely, for me, it was definitely a nod to, like, Asian culture, Asian influence. And so I definitely appreciate that when she travels, when she's abroad, you know, she definitely p- tries to respect the culture that she is in. So I appreciate that. But there was a lot of folks who were not not uber happy about the look. Uh, what were your thoughts? I didn't mind the look because I was kind of over the whole ponytail in the sky thing or it being in the ball so when i seen her rocking a, sh- a short bob i was like yeah i take this janet no problems you look good to me girl <laughs> so i was happy with it and i think a 
can understand. Like she just probably was chillaxing at the house, and somebody said, "Hey, we, you know, you gotta get on the flight. You finna get another award." So she didn't want to do anything, you know, too outrageous. And probably she probably she ain't smart. She probably looked at the culture and stuff like that, and was just like, you know, I'm gonna wear this black. I'm gonna go in here rock this bob and be through. So I was okay with it. I mean, I don't, I don't know if this was definitely not one of my favorite looks. I guess I'm, I, I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mind. Okay. So I'm going to say it was not one of my favorite looks, but again, I appreciated the um, reference to the culture. I thought in the pictures, um, her makeup, the night, like on the red carpet and on the stage, the makeup just looked a little heavy handed. But I recognize, too, that that's probably to do with the lighting, uh, because when we saw the pictures of her like getting ready, I was like, wait a minute, was this the same day? Because <laughs> the pictures of her getting ready are, oh, my God, I had a girl crush. Like she looked so amazingly beautiful. She looked like she did like her hair reminded me kind of of scream. But I thought the wig was cuter, at least in the pictures that we saw before she went on stage. So what happened between that and the red carpet is neither here nor there. But either way, I thought she looked beautiful. I thought she looked regal on the carpet. And I thought that she looked, I mean, just absolutely phenomenal in those dressing room shots. And shout out to her photographer, because I've come to the conclusion that she got the greatest photographer in the world. Um, Solomon Fazel, oh my gosh, because that is greater. And you can look at those pictures and you're like, it's just the understanding of lighting um, and touch and all of that. So yeah, shout out to that. And I think too, on the red carpet, you can't control the lighting necessarily. Um, maybe there were some things you could do. They're the professionals. I'm not a professional. Maybe there are some things you can do to like uh, mitigate that. Because I mean, it was a vastly different look. And maybe there are some things you can do to mitigate that. But also too, I have come to this point and I know... So the other side of my mouth or the other side of my brain is this. She can wear what she want to wear. Yeah, She does not need our approval. So we could have an opinion, but she does not have to listen to that or internalize that or anything. Like, I feel like we are super critical, especially of women in entertainment. We don't want them to take a chance. We don't want them to deviate. Like we want them to be a thousand percent glammed. We want this certain aesthetic every time we see them. And I guess to a certain extent, we are paying for their image. So they work for us. Yes. These are still people with tastes and desires and emotions and feelings and brains and choices. Um, so, you know, we should let them choose to express themselves visually in whatever way seems fit and appropriate to them at the time. So. I mean, like, sometimes I think people think that, like, Janet just puts on whatever they lay on the bed like she's in kindergarten. <laughs> and I'm like, no, she's selecting these ensembles. She's saying yes to the hair. She's saying yes to the makeup. Um, she's not a robot. They're not just, like, dressing her and pushing her on the stage. Um, so these are choices that she's making. And I say, let the woman make the choices the woman wants to make. You know, she's 52 years old and look better than almost every single one of us. So... Let the woman make her choices. And if you don't agree with this one, then just hope you agree with the next one. Yeah. Well said, cuz. Well said. <laughs> well, now that we've, you know, discussed the Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and of course the Mama Awards, looking back on 2018, you just have to say it's the year of Janet. And I don't know about you, but I really didn't, I didn't expect that. This would be her year. 
I was hoping, you know, for more Janet, you know, to see her more. But I was actually surprised. What about, you know? I called it. So I was very much surprised at th- that the year turned and what the year turned into. But after the State of the World first tour, I think ended in like December of 2017, the first leg. And I called 2018 the year of Janet Jackson. Like when I sent out my New Year's wishes to everyone, I said, Happy New Year, year of Janet Jackson to my friends. And they all thought that I was crazy. But I felt like this was the year of our legend, Janet Jackson. And it turned out to be so much more than, you know, what even I expected. But I mean, it started even after the tour, you know, we got right into the year with all of that Super Bowl nonsense with the one whose name I'm tired of mentioning, but who also lost his voice recently too bad for him. (laughs) That was that was a breeze, y'all. That wasn't no shade. That was a breeze. It really started like with Super Bowl and and had just that momentum. You know, we had the kind of lift when everyone was talking about, you know, he should invite her to the Super Bowl. And it just dragged on and on and on. And we got my favorite quote of the year, my favorite quote of 2018. I will not. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but also, you know, I just wanted to lift a couple of folks who was doing the heavy lifting, you know, to help organize the first annual. We're calling it the first annual Janet Jackson Appreciation Day online. You know, we had Matthew Cherry. We had um, uh, Lamont ITHL123. We had at Chameleon876. And already we've got... Uh, um, Brian M. Swain is trying to uh, mobilize the same forces for this year. And I don't see why it shouldn't happen. I'm ready. I'll be tweeting if I'm the only one. I'll be tweeting Janet Jackson Appreciation Day 2019. Um, so I'm excited about that. But yeah, I felt like that was kind of the kickoff. And once everybody really jumped on board with that, I was like, okay, there's some momentum here. Like folks are recognizing what she's contributed and and what she means to so many people. So I didn't know it was going to turn into, you know, a Billboard Icon Award, a Disney Impact Award, a Girls, Black Girls Rock Award, BMI Icon Award, MTV Europe Music Global Icon Award, Mama Award, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I didn't know it was going to turn into any of that, but uh, I kind of felt it. I kind of felt that this could be the shift. And the one thing I remember about that Super Bowl Sunday was like me posting and I was like, okay, I'm just going to post a couple of Janet Jackson pictures and say Janet Jackson Appreciation Day. But to find out that it was out actually out trending Super Bowl Sunday <laughs> and then after after that stale performance, I was like, dang, <laughs> that Janet got some power. <laughs> that that <laughs> This is awesome for you to outtrend what most people consider the busiest and the busiest this Sunday of all. I was just like, you know what, Jenny rocks for real. And so once I saw that performance and then the announcement of her saying State of the World 2 um, led um, touring and the headlining of um, different you know um, events, I was like, Maybe Jan is on to something. Maybe people are finally realizing that, no, Janet hasn't went nowhere. Yeah, she had a little baby, you know, beautiful boy. But Janet still got it. And Janet's 
can still put on a show. She can still sell out shows and she can still perform. So I was like, okay, I'm like, you know, I was like, I believe Janet, I I believe we can get you in there this year. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, You know, let's talk about the state of the world tour. You know, I was I was fortunate enough to see the second leg twice. You know, I have been trying to think about like to put it into words like what it was just amazing. And I got into a conversation. I was with a group of friends and they all know that I'm like a Janet Jackson fan. So I appreciate these people because they truly humor me. And let me just like ramble on about Janet Jackson. So kudos to y'all. Y'all are awesome. You know who you are. Um, But yeah, so they got me talking about like the state of the world tour. And um, I was struggling to put into words like, you know, she she was out there for like 90 plus minutes. And it was like about 40 songs. And it's impossible to explain how for me, this tour felt as good as the first time I saw her in Rhythm Nation. Now, it was very different to her, obviously. Like, Rhythm Nation was basically, like, they took the videos and made them black and white and just danced their butts off. So it was very different. But this tour had the same oomph. It had the same, like, excitement, the same enthusiasm. She had the same energy. It just felt like nothing had happened. And Rhythm Nation was in, I saw her in 1990. 1990. And this had the same oomph. And so it's hard for me to express that. Um, And, you know, I loved how the show, just like Rhythm Nation, you know, very focused on social current events and, you know, right in your face, right at the beginning. I love that. Like the tour opened with the video montage of all the events we had um, addressing, you know, police brutality, addressing white supremacy, addressing just bigotry and all of that stuff right in your face, like right at the beginning. And I love that because she was like, are you already I already got your money. Yeah. But for the most part, like the crowd is awesome and people are amazing. And it's just you know, I cannot say enough how much I love looking out at a Janet Jackson audience because it's literally just everybody, every age, every nationality, every ethnicity, every everybody. And I just love that this one woman is able to unite people in this way. Um, yeah. And I just want to uh, I just want to highlight a review from Far Out Midwest with credit to Lindsay Davis, who reviewed a July show in Cincinnati. She goes on to say, but what really stands out stands out about her among other high caliber performers is how she seems so grateful to her fans and the people surrounding her. Her dancers each got solos to discriminate to demonstrate their own style and skills. She was all smiles as she looked out at the crowd and blew kisses to her fans. She introduced her backup dancers and band as a diverse group of her fan base one by one at the end of the of her show. Janet Jackson truly seems to care about the people in her crew and in her fan base. That's why she's a superstar. Yes, yes, yes. I love that review. It's one of my favorites. And I read a lot of them over the summer, like every city she was in, I was reading the reviews. And they were mostly the same, um, except for the one guy in Charlotte who thought that instead of doing the medley, she should have just picked 17 songs and sang those full out. Um <laughs> <laughs> but as I reflect on 2018 and what Janet Jackson gave us, you know, it was truly a surprise to me. I didn't expect that she would hit the road again so soon. Um, and I really just can't say enough about how the talent, I mean, the talent 
continues to shine. Her love, her enthusiasm continues to shine. Like she doesn't have to do this. Like, ma'am, you don't have to do this. But I'm so grateful that she. And one thing that kind of took me by surprise this year with Janet was the fact that she decided to do a couple of festivals. Um, the one that actually stands out to me was the Global Citizens Festival, um, where she actually just she blew me away. And I was just watching it on TV, just like, wow. <laughs> uh, I know you stopped watching after her, but I was actually able to catch some old performers. But Janet, by far, was the best one. Um, she also did the Essence Festival, um, which was right after her father, the passing of her father. And that performance got great reviews, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did the Outside Lands and Panorama. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, the Outside Lands, was she the first? Um, I might be getting it wrong. I want to say at one of those festivals, she was the first Black woman to headline. So I thought that was pretty cool and amazing, again, that she continues to make first, um, you know, at this stage in her career and in 20. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we talked earlier, you know, when I listed all the awards, but this year was pretty tremendous in the fact that she had... um. You know, the Billboard Icon Award, which was amazing, and she gave us that amazing performance. I still think about that gold shirt and those gold, um, I'm going to say thigh-high <laughs> sneakers. <laughs> like, that was an amazing performance, um, and, and we really didn't know what to expect. And she just came out there and dazzled us all. And then, you know, with the Disney Impact Award, which was the first ever war um, that Disney gave out of that name. And she got that award was renamed after her on the spot. And so that really touched my heart. That's amazing to me. And I'm so glad that she has an award named after her. Who would have thought it would have come from Disney, right? Like never in a million years would I think that it would come from Disney. But I'm so glad about that. The award that really stands out to me was the Black Girls Rock Award, from uh, which was on BET, presented by BET. And I loved her speech. You know, at the end, she was like, and black girls do rock. I was like, yes, Janet. She said it with a little bit more sass. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I must be honest, like, I hadn't watched too many of those black girl rocks, but they put Janet on there and hey, I come. <laughs> Listen, yes, Janet is a magnet. So I think the award shows have mm -hmm. figured it out. Like oh, if yeah. you give Janet a special award, she'll show up. And if yeah. Janet shows up, her fans will show up. Right. And I've been thinking about this because I've been thinking about this a lot. I think we, you and I can create an award. <laughs> we got to give it like a fancy name. <laughs> And I don't know how we'll give it out, but like stream it on YouTube or stream it on Facebook. <laughs> but I think if we give it a fancy enough name and rename it after her, I think she'll come. She might come. I think she now how we how we gonna uh, uh fulfill the rider that she probably is gonna request? Because all I got is Aunt Mika's chicken salad and uh, some punch. <laughs> Listen, we can go to the Publix and get some peanut butter and some white flowers. <laughs> Unless it's buy one, get one. Publix is hot. I love they, I love the atmosphere in that place, but they are hot. <laughs> they kind of hot. You yeah, just got to go on the specials. <laughs> the buy gold, buy one, get one. Yeah, you got to go on the specials. But I think we could do this. We can start a GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah. Help us help you see Janet. Get a nice award. <laughs> It's going to be this. shiny. 
It's not going to bounce right. around. Right. It's not going to be silly and colorful. <laughs> it's going to be. But you know what we could do? We could make one for her and one for Issa. Then nobody's done that yet. Because I feel like he should get an award at this point because she keep on saying rah, rah, rah. Oh. And I'm like, if you're going to just steal the baby song without credit, he should get something for that. <laughs> See? <laughs> I'm like, we, That's why you my cousin because you're, you're a thinking woman. I don't know what to real call it. It need to have legend or icon in there because I feel like that's the only reason she even going to put on some shoes. <laughs> If it ain't worldwide or global or icon, mm-mm. look, we'll we'll give it, we'll make it fit. Triple double legend icon, Ooh. right? <laughs> um, you know my other favorite uh, awards. I actually I was gonna say my other favorite, and then I was gonna tell a lot because I think I got two that's tied. I have to say. The MTV Europe Global Icon Award kind of edges my other, which is the BMI Icon Award. But let me tell you why. The MTV Europe Award was so good because the performance was so good with the Velveteen onesie. I mean, I just thought it was perfection. But the other award, the Billboard Icon Award, has a special place in my heart because of the tributes. I mean, we got Missy gave that fire speech, but also just, you know, we got... Normani, Jessica Sky, we got her and that opening group whose name I can't remember, but where all those kids were dancing, they were so good. Yes. I will say between Black Girls Rock and BMI, uh, MTV Europe, it was okay. I like that because <laughs> she gave us production, right? She gave us fire. She gave us drum. She gave us drama. So I liked it from that perspective. Yeah. So that one for me and probably the BMI Awards, which I'm still a little upset that those joints weren't on TV. Like, why I have to watch 5,000 snippets in Janet's story, which I was so grateful that, you know, it was there. But that was probably the best tribute no one ever saw. Well, you know, it's the economics of these millennials. <laughs> Everybody cutting the cord. <laughs> All you need that some good stream, uh, some good high speed internet, and you good. <laughs> <laughs> and we can't forget about Made for Now. You know, 2018 gave us Made for Now. Janet's 20th number one dance club single. And uh, the single was made available for digital download on August 17th, 2018 with a Dave Myers directed video released also at the same time, which was fire. Love Dave Myers. See how I made that right? Yeah, I see, how, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> when it first came out on that day, I remember it went to number one on the pop to charts on iTunes like quickly went to number one and they got as high as number two on some other charts um and that was a super competition day like i think ariana dropped something and somebody else dropped something so that was like a really heavily competitive day and so for janet to be up there number one on a dance club and then um as high as number two on some of the others that was pretty tremendous as well as she got five million views on youtube like that very first day and it also marked the beginning of a new partnership with independent music publisher sync music to distribute material for her rhythm nation record label so miss jackson is independent and she's doing it for herself i like that yeah that was that video you know when i think about it it feels like it's august and so here we are in december and you know that is still making its rounds mm -hmm. made for now. Uh, we've got about 44 remixes. 
which I'm gonna be honest, all of them joints sounded the same to me. The only one <laughs> that that got me a little excited though, made for now the Latin version slaps. Like, why wasn't that first? It's awesome. And you cannot stop talking about that version for some reason. Because it was awesome. <laughs> Like, you like, that's the version right there. I ain't heard but 30 seconds of, but I need to get a little more. I'm like, It okay. is, yes. For many, many days, you know, I get in the shower and I just stay. Somebody laughed at me the other day. He hurt my feelings a little bit when I told him that I set an alarm to get out the shower. What? I'll be late to everything if I don't set an alarm <laughs> to get out the shower. Oh, my God. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> But if I forget to set my alarm, then what I know is I can listen to the Latin version of Made for Now three and a half times. On the halfway through the fourth time, I need to be getting out the shower. And that's equal to my alarm. I'm giving you a face right now. And I wish you could see this face. I don't need to see it. I can imagine it. It's (laughs) darling. It is nothing but sunshine and love. Yeah. And we're still kind of wondering if we are going to get an EP anytime soon. I know the word on the street was, you know, this fall, but Jen didn't tell us which fall. So we she did not say which fall. She And she was very willy-nilly with her timing, too. Like, I felt like with this one, we got a legit old school promo run. And when she was going from studio to studio, telling people about her plans for the future, I felt like some of these answers should be firmer over time. Like, if you're still saying, I'm not sure, we're thinking about it five weeks straight, are you really thinking about it? <laughs> like, <laughs> if, you, if, if you know this question is coming and you haven't put together an answer yet, are you legitimately concerned at all? <laughs> but that's what made it old school because people... I think in this age, we're so used to folks just getting on Instagram, going live, that even radio uh, radio hostess are like surprised when people come in. And to have Janet to come in and say, I want to do an interview and promote my uh, my video. I mean, you just like, Janet want Janet to stop by here? <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I think, you know... Everyone is accustomed to like being able to consume so much content quickly. Like we just do this and you're on to the next thing. Even like with TV shows, you know, where they start to release the whole series at once. And, you know, you just consume it. You just watch it as fast as you can. And then, you know, you're hungry for the next thing. And I think that is kind of like what where we are with music. And I love that Janet is like, okay, that's where y'all are. <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> but where I am is... Uh, y'all gonna listen to me for now. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, she did so much stuff around this single and it was really fun to see. And I hope that it means we'll see a lot of that when she starts to do more songs, whether it's an album where it's another single or whatever it is. You know, it was really fun and exciting those few days around Made For Now's release because we got so much. You know, it's hard to even remember, but she did so many radio shows. She did the release party. There was the Spotify event. She went on uh, TRL with Sway in the morning. Um, They had that awful dance off. I forgot about the dance off. Yeah, the dance off. (laughs) Where she had to just grin and bear it. I'm like, y'all got to stop doing this to my girl. Um, They had the interview with Dottie. Uh, where Janet 
tried to act like she forgot that she moaned in a song. I was like, ma'am, please. She was like, really? What song was? Ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. We will not do this with you. Yeah, because I got one that's on every playlist. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> you said on every playlist. <laughs> Girl, I can't. I'm going to put it out there. Would You Mind is on every freaking playlist that I play. Like if I'm going on a date, um, it don't matter. Okay, because I wanted to clarify, but I'm not going to clarify because you said every freaking playlist. So I was like, freaking playlist or? Yeah, freaking. Every freaking, freaking playlist. Every right, right. That That's the freaking. <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to clarify. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's on my naughty list. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. And she do a lot of moaning. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot. It's it's a lot of songs to choose from. So it was very funny that like she even, first of all, Dottie was telling her what song specifically she was talking about. But I was like, you shouldn't even have to explain. It's on like one fourth of the songs. Jen was like, I ain't come here for that. Um, <laughs> I'm a mother now. Yeah. I am no longer sophista ratchet. I am over that. No, it's just like I'm a mother now and you're not paying me enough to get this deep. Uh, keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, but, but we had the Sirius XM radio takeover. Man, that was the best takeover, though. Like, I was hurt when they like, OK, this is the last day. I'm just like, really? We've been jamming out for a minute now. I know. I was like, this should be permanent because it was so yeah. good. And she, and she really has a discography that you could really just listen to her. Right. I actually heard on there a couple of songs that actually made me have a some small appreciation for some songs I had overlooked or forgotten about. Because really, I just put 20YO away and had just was like, okay, well, I did my part. I bought it. But <laughs> nobody said I had to listen to it. I had put that away. <laughs> yeah that was that was a tough project <laughs> <laughs> but the takeover reminded me how much i love take care so now i've been listening to take care like over and over ever since ever since i heard it during the takeover so it just reminded me like there were some gems on there like two <laughs> yeah my only thing is the next time she does an old school promo run please stay away from the subways i don't think janet should have to ride the subway i'm sorry call me bougie man don't Please go to the subway. The... No. Go to the subway. <laughs> Jenna was like, this is what we do? Yes, Man, Janet, that old do. plastered smile that was on her face that was really telling everything that was going on. It was the best. Everybody was looking like they really were regretting life. They were trying to reevaluate every choice that led to that moment. Like, how did we get here? <laughs> Fire your publicist, Jen, if they say the subway. <laughs> Yeah, that was the week that she did um, the Harlem oh, Block Party. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty cool. And also my favorite uh, Janet Jackson quote ever, because I went back and listened to it. I remember when we had this conversation initially, you were like, no, she couldn't have said that. I went back and listened to it. And without a doubt, she said, he said it smells like piss. And that is my favorite <laughs> Janet Jackson quote of all time. <laughs> 
of all the things Jenny have said over the decades. That's your line right there. <laughs> that brings me so much joy. But the other thing about all of that, you know, the release of May for Now really meant we got some fire live performances this year from Janet. Right. And my favorite one is Jimmy Fallon. She killed that Tonight Show performance. She did, yes. He was a little overhyped. He might have been drinking a little, little something in the Kool-Aid. Because uh, he was like sweating and jumping up and down. And Jenny, Jenny. I was like, okay, Jimmy, come down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that performance. Like everything about it was perfect. I loved you know, I love the chair. I'm not going to talk mm-hmm. about the chair anymore, but I love that chair. Yes. I love the way that it was filmed. I love um, the costumes were great. I love the way that they came down out of the audience. Everything was great. Now, but, you know, that was the same night that Jimmy called J-Lo because J-Lo was a guest and he called her the pioneer of the dance break. And I almost had to lay down. I'm still not over it. I want to be over it. But this is what I noticed about myself. Okay. All of my grudges involved Janet Jackson like I don't have any grudges <laughs> on my own behalf that's passion that's passion because <laughs> I have my yeah. grudges about other things <laughs> yeah so like and I'm gonna tell you so I'm still like when I see Jimmy Fallon sometimes like I had this little thing where they're like I like him but there's a little thing that says I don't like him but I don't know why and then I remembered I was like oh it's because you you said Jennifer Lopez was the pioneer of the dance break and then also that was that same interview where he acted like he couldn't believe when Je- Jennifer Lopez told him that Pleasure Principle was her favorite video. And that's the reason why she wanted to be in the business. And he just couldn't believe it. He kept saying, really? Pleasure? Really? Pleasure Principle? Like he just couldn't <laughs> believe it. I'm going to forgive Jimmy. And I suggest you do, too, because I really think Jimmy was hyped up on some Red Bull and vodka. <laughs> <laughs> he was just all over the place. <laughs> you know, he was just hyped. So, charge it to charge it to his heart. Just like I went to see um, Bohemian Rhapsody, which I have yet to go see. I really didn't realize was how many Queen songs I actually know. Like I know a lot of Queen songs, but anyhow, in the beginning, one of the trailers was for Elton John, and my friend that I was with was like, "Oh man, that looks good. I can't wait to see that." And it did look good. Like you'll know, I'll watch any movie about musicians or music. I watch it all. Like that thing you do is still my favorite movie. And it's it's legitimately a terrible movie. Yes, but it's about is. a band. <laughs> That's a terrible movie. Don't speak that no more. Oh, you are you about to be banned from your own podcast. I will I will legitimately watch it every time it's on. I will watch it and be sad because I didn't see it from the beginning. Wow. But anyhow, so, you know, the Elton John movie, I was really excited. And I kept thinking and I was like, man, I want to be. I was like, but there's that thing. Like, I don't know if you remember, but a couple years ago, but Elton John has some snide remarks to say about Janet Jackson. Yeah. And I just I want to let it go. But I really can't. can't. I, I want to. But like, if you didn't apologize, then I have to assume you're not sorry. You know what? You about to be on the lines of the beehive in a few minutes. <laughs> All right. We have to wrap it up. It's pretty safe to say that Janet Jackson's 2018 has been one for the record books. I'm so excited to see what 2019 has in store for her. She's already got two shows scheduled in Japan, so she's showing no signs of letting up in 2019, and I, for one, am here for it. Because we've had a blast doing this podcast, and we want to thank everyone who has rocked with us in the first year. 
A huge thanks to our family at the MJ cast. They've been so kind in introducing our show to their fans and really just being great supporters of Janet today, Janet tomorrow, Janet forever. Also, they put on a great show. No diggity, no doubt. And if you're a fan of Michael Jackson or any member of the Jackson family, you should really check them out. And special thanks to our guests, Mike Lederland and Kelly Alexander, two huge supporters of Janet and the Jan fam who popped in to chat with us. And everyone who has interacted with us via Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube, or whatever it is you find us. Yeah, and shout outs to Julian A. on YouTube, Willow1982, Jaquila2017, and Dread1. We see you. Thanks for listening. If you like our shows, the best way to help is to leave a five-star rating wherever you're listening to the podcast. And Cam, I guess we've got two things to do before we go. Let's play a few messages we received on our call-in line. And then let's close with our predictions for the song Janet will do at the Rock Call Induction. Have I mentioned how excited I am about the Rock Call Induction? (laughs) Yeah, you you mentioned it. (laughs) We should also mention that the podcast is going to take a short break. We'll be back on... January 31st. In the meantime, we will re-release some of our favorite episodes and we hope you enjoy them as much as we enjoyed making them. Let's get to these calls. We ask you to share your best memories of Janet in 2018 and hopes for 2019. Here are just a few of the messages you left for us. Hey, Courtney and Cam. It is your favorite Twitter handle. Ozzy is trying, a.k.a. Ashley. My favorite memory of Janet for 2018 is really just seeing her on TV and performing at all the award shows and seeing her on the Essence cover and the InStyle cover. For 2019, I hope that she just continues to grow and evolve as a beautiful soul and hope that at her Rock and Hall induction, that our paths will finally cross, and then I can tell her just how much she's guided me. Always listening, huge fan, and I hope that you guys also in 2019 just keep doing an amazing job. Thanks. Hey, Cousin Kim, it's your girl, Blue Phoenix. It's been so fun listening to y'all's podcast. My favorite thing about 2018 is sort of coming into this remembrance about Miss Janet. I got hit by a car about five years ago, and I just had this moment in life where I couldn't remember anything at all. And come back around in 2018, and I find all this Jan fam again, and it's really nice, and it's all this music. It's been bringing back all these memories that I just couldn't remember about you, and good memories in life, too, you know. I mean, it's just been really, really awesome and really, really fun. We're at the end of the year, and I'm really hoping... And that she has a really good time just being a mother. I'm really glad for her. And I'm glad to see her to get the recognition that she deserves. And I hope everybody has a fruitful and prosperous 2019. Thanks for this line also. All right. Have a good uh, day, y'all. Peace. Yes, Jen has definitely gave us a great 2018. Let's just take one more about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hello. I just wanted to give my opinion on how I feel about her induction. I am so excited. All that she's been through is like she, every generation, she said what she was going through or what she was feeling at that. And it's like every woman can relate to something she's been through. 
and then now she's a motherhood. And, and I know that women all over the world will be transformed by that as well. My heart is just happy right now. And finally, my favorite Janet song is Every Time. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It, it just speaks to me. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for your calls. We really enjoy hearing from you guys. If you didn't make it this round, don't worry. We will certainly open the call line again in the future. People are really serious about every time. I really had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Cam. As you know, traditionally, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees get to select and perform a few songs at the induction ceremony. I think it's only something like three or four songs. Which doesn't seem like a lot, but I guess... It kind of is when you have so many artists that's being inducted. Yeah, last year's concert ran something like five hours. Okay, I don't want to be nowhere five hours if I'm not getting my coins. (laughs) Right. Anyhow, let's say they get to do three songs. What three songs do you think Janet will choose? Pleasure Principle, Control, and... Oh, man. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I want to say... She got to rock out. So let's go with Got to is Gone. <laughs> All right. That's interesting. I probably would pick none of those songs. <laughs> <laughs> What's your three? I would say um, I feel like Control maybe just because it's a signature song. So maybe we agree on that one. Right. Um, But then I would say it's got to be something... Like, for me, you know, I love to see her perform Black Cat, and she does not do it often. And it is one of her true rock and roll songs, one that she was nominated for Best Female Vocal Rock Performance for a Grammy. So I would love to see her perform that again. I mean, she just does such a good job with that. And then um, something theatrical. Like, I feel like she's in this period of statement songs. So I feel like there's definitely going to be a statement song in there. So probably something like What About or... um, Maybe even Skin Game or or uh, State of the World. So I'm going to say, what about <laughs> Control and Black Cat are my top three choices? I'm so shocked that you didn't do Pleasure Principle. Why? Because everybody except me loves that song. <laughs> I need you, one, to stop abusing Pleasure Principle. But also, I just feel like it's not a great... Um, I don't know. I think that there are other there are better choices for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. I feel like it's a great solo dance song, but she doesn't really do a solo dance performance anymore. So I just don't I don't know that that would be the best choice for this venue. But we she may surprise us. And, you know, if she does show up and sing Pleasure Principle, I'm gonna lose my mind anyways, because unlike you, I love that song. So <laughs> Well, if she gives me control, I'm good. I think we'll agree that control is going to be supplied. Yeah, either we're both going to be right or we'll both be wrong. I got the feeling I'm going to be right. (laughs) We'll see who's right on March 29th. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) Okay, that's it for us. On behalf of myself, Courtney Stribbler, and my cousin, Cousin Cam, we'd like to thank you for spending time with us. If you like our show, please subscribe at iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also chat with us via Twitter and Instagram at JJTodayPod. Feel free to leave us a comment, drop us a like, and tell another Dana Jackson fan about our show. Our intro and outro music, Good For You by THBD, is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license. Janet today, Janet tomorrow, Janet forever.